Welcome back to the podcast that rocks. Weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me again is Go Gretchen. Gretchen, please say hello and tell everyone to go vote. Hello and go vote. Thank you. Yeah, we. That's this is the one day we really need that. Thank you for joining us. I see people fill in some of the regulars that join us for the live recording on YouTube. Thank you for joining us on a special day. We decided to do this a day early because tomorrow in the U.S. is voting day and we have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow night. And we are aware that this podcast will be the last thing on anyone's mind, no matter how often you listen. Not fair. Yes, including mine, who runs the podcast. I am not, I am not aside from that. So thank you again for tuning in on a special day. We also appreciate you sticking with us because we couldn't do one last week. There just wasn't a ton of news, and I was in a crunch to get everything else done for Rock Coliseum 9. If you have not found out yet, if you follow us on the podcast form, Spotify, Spreaker, Apple, Google, Rock Coliseum 9, the audio file, has been completely uploaded. So if you want to listen to Rock Coliseum 9 unedited, just completely blowing through the four of us, just talking about bands, John, Mark, Crash, and I, that in over... Two and a half hours, roughly, is completely uploaded on those podcast forums. It's a big, fun one. So thank you guys again for doing that. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you did watch last Wednesday night, it was a lot of fun for us. Thank you for being here. There's a lot of music stuff that we kind of missed um, and some stuff we're going to go over today as well. This is going to be just some lighthearted levity for taking our minds off of what's currently going on in the u.s specifically i apologize to all our non-us listeners who have to deal with this hopefully tomorrow is the end of it and we can go back to some normalcy however we're just going to talk about some news and as we go over to the uk for bring me the horizon if you notice the title of this week's episode i reviewed their latest ep post-human survival horror the first out of a set of four eps that will be coming um, Gretchen, I know when I asked you, the last time I asked you, you said you hadn't been had a chance to listen to the EP yet. Have you heard anything from the EP yet? No, and I just realized that I didn't listen to it today. I'm so sorry. Is your back hurting? No, I just realized as soon as you started talking about it, I was like, oh, crud. Your back still <laughs> sounds like it's hurting. No, I didn't get a chance to listen to oh. it. That's me straining about the fact that I have the memory of a goldfish, okay? Oh, that's okay. That just means when I say something wrong, you won't remember. <laughs> okay, sure. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, um, for all of you that did get a chance to listen to Bring Me the Horizon, this was a breath of fresh air, much needed, in a time where we haven't heard a lot of this. This was a bit of a surprise because we had heard singles like Ludens that was made for... Oh, Death Stranding almost flew flew off the top of my mind, and Parasite Eve, Obey. Then we started hearing Teardrops and all these songs coming out, and they were going to be a part of EP. We started learning as the process came out when the first EP was announced that this will be a series. And this EP, Post-Human Survival Horror, they will all be titled Post-Human with a subtitle after that, was inspired mostly by the pandemic and video games. Which, let's be honest, that's been a big part of most people's lives in 2020. Heck yeah. So, I'm saying heck yeah to the video games. Not I get, to no, the I get what you mean. I get what you mean. That's not a heck yeah. While Ali Sykes was playing Doom Eternal, the latest Doom game, he called up the producer, who one of the creators for the music soundtrack and producers and stuff like that, saying, hey, want to work together? And that's where it went from there. And also, for what it's worth, the album review, EP review, whatever you want to call it, is on the main channel. I really enjoyed it. I know John already reviewed it from ARTV. He loved it. So, oh, yeah. 
So it's great. It's 33 minutes, nine tracks. One of the tracks is pretty much just a lead-in, but still, it's fantastic, I think. This is a great welcome return to form for Bringing the Horizon. My only regret is I can't see them live anytime soon, because I would love to hear some of these songs live. Um, the biggest issue, however, is what's the next few EPs going to sound like? According to Ali Sykes, they're all going to sound completely different. And that's fine. If the mm-hmm. level of creativity and writing and inspiration is all on par with post-human survival horror, I am totally fine with that for the next three EPs. This felt like it had much more inspiration and passion than Amo by a long shot, and also that surprise remix long, like 90-minute ethereal EDM, whatever you want to call that album they released last last time also after Amo, months after Amo. I I can't even remember the name of it. I couldn't even finish it. It was oh. it was just not much. It wasn't even the worst thing. Oh, together. that one. It was the very I, long one, yeah. I don't know why I thought I dreamed that up. No, no. I think a lot of people so think bad. that. It's I didn't even think it was bad. It was just kind of it just kind of existed. I and I was bad. like, Bring me the horizon. This is I don't even know where you're going with this. And that's how I kind that of had, felt, Yeah. Go ahead. That had a collab with Halsey on it, didn't it? Correct. That one was good. Yeah, I yeah. liked. Absolutely. But that was about it. I don't think I finished it either. Yeah. So when I heard, when I, we, most people had heard several of the singles before, especially Ludens was, was the big song for Death Stranding. So it made sense. But when other songs started coming out and they, in my opinion, when Obey came out, the third single with Youngblood, and I knew Youngblood before we met very briefly at Welcome to Rockville and by met briefly, mm-hmm. I meant, hey, how's it going? That's it. But at the same time, yeah, exactly. And I thought that was great. That's my favorite song on the album. Um, This one's fantastic. I would not be surprised if this was not on John's uh, year-end list somewhere. Mm. For me, I'd still have to narrow it down. I think it would at least get an honorable mention easily because I do honorable mentions now. I did it last year for year-end list. I can see it making on its way for that no matter what. So. I loved it. I don't know what's next, but I'm excited, and that's the best kind of news we can get. When a band comes back with something fresh, they've ironed out the kinks from past albums and past issues. They have something original. It feels uniquely different, and it has like sparks of creativity and a plethora of special guests who all really do deliver. That's what's cool about that, too. And I got only two commenters on the album review video that I did on the main channel when I made the statement that the song featuring Amy Lee to close out the EP was the best song that Amy Lee's done in 10 years, including any, it's better than any Evanescence song that's come out in the past 10 years. And this is from an Evanescence fan. Oh yeah. And that's not to say everything Evanescence done has been terrible. It's not. I'm just saying this is better than all the other stuff Evanescence has done in the past 10 years. Like that one cover earlier this year. Yeah, I know you were not a fan of the Fleetwood Mac <laughs> cover by Evanescence. Gre- on paper, Gretchen, that was a killer yes. idea. Oh, heck yeah. But execution-wise... I know you were not a fan after one minute of it, and you were very terrible. confused. Fleetwood Mac is near and dear to your heart, and I get that. And oh. I would have... Honestly, that's one I would have bet money on. It's like, yeah, that's going to be something special. Mm-hmm. It was not. <laughs> that's kind of the bummer, mm-hmm. too. And what kills me is like... That was this year. Yes, it was. I can't like fathom that. I know. I felt like it felt like was that last year, but it wasn't. Evanescence. uh, When was that? Was that April? No, 
I'll find out. I'm looking it up right now because I'm legitimately because it was a sound soundtrack song for Gears Five. I knew it was for a video game. It was in January. Oh, that's um, why. So that's why it feels so long of way. It's oh. because it was pro, it was pre pandemic. That's why. Oh, I thought it was like during pandemic, like no. when it first started. Oh, the song was released in January. So before <laughs> we started packing up and working from home and furloughs <laughs> and everything like that. Um, oh. still no word on a new Evan. The well, I, that's not true. The new Evanescence album is still scheduled to come sooner than later. However, everything got pushed back for obvious reasons. The bitter yeah. truth was not awful, but not my thing. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. And going back to the Bring Me the Horizon EP, um, there's also a killer fun song with from Baby Metal called Kingslayer. That's the song that also has the minute and a half intro track. Um, guys, if you still are just on the anti baby metal train, just because of their image and stuff like that, give, okay. Then give Kingslayer a shot because that's, that's bringing the horizon with baby metal. They're so good though. They are, but a lot, yeah, but you know, a lot of people are going to hate them just because of who they are and how they look. 100%. I mean, this is the, and like all those monster chuggers. I and I'm just going to call that as a term because there's a lot of monster energy bands that have monster chugger fans. they're the ones that hate baby metal i remember we'll talk about rob zombie later i remember rob zombie going to bat for baby metal and like monster chuggers going on twitter trying to give rob zombie crap first of all are you a moron don't say anything to rob zombie like that and then and then what happened of course everyone knows what's going to happen he just started putting people in their place so baby metal is, an ex- is a unique entity and i get that it's not going to be for everyone i wasn't that crazy about their 2019 album which came out just over a year ago it actually came out the same weekend we were aftershock last year mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't crazy about it but it definitely wasn't bad however that does not mean they don't have talent and they definitely have killer songs and i think kingslayer is great with them so wait which album was that baby metal's latest album from 2019 i like that one yeah see i didn't think it was bad i just wasn't i, didn't, I wasn't over the moon for it or anything you know so that was just me and going back to Bring Me the Horizon, just before we start wrapping up with them, it'll be interesting to see when the next EP comes out, because they're obviously not touring right now, but I think they did a great job. I think they pulled in the right guests. I don't know if everything's smoothed over now, because with like they made up with Amy Lee, they did a song with Amy Lee, now there's other people saying that like Baby or Bring Me the Horizon has new heat with other people for riff stealing. That I'm not gonna even, yeah, that I'm not gonna even get into because I don't have all the details on it. All I know is I think they did a great job with the CP, and I'm excited to hear the next. If it's something completely different, that's fine. If it's more of the yeah. style, that's fine. I just like the place that Bring Me the Horizon is in right now because they sound inspired. They sound like they're trying to do something different and creative. They want to work with other people. I think that's all recipes for success. So mm-hmm. that's a great something to do, like a great way to have it. And the EP announcement we got was like in the middle of October. So there was not a lot of lead up time until we found out we got the EP. So that was a nice little Halloween surprise. So that's just where I am with that. Let me know in the comments what you think of Bring Me the Horizon's new EP, Post-Human Survival Horror. You can check out the album review again on the main channel. I dig it. Check out the song Obey featuring Youngblood. That's my personal favorite. If you haven't heard anything from it yet. Yeah, that's my personal favorite. Oh, is that on there? Yeah. Oh, well, oh, yeah. then I have heard some songs on there. Yeah, I figured you've heard some songs. I, I was going to say, yeah. I've heard the ones that, um, I guess, Octane has played. And I also heard 
was it Teardrops? Yes, that was the last they single that came out before the EP. Yeah, yeah Teardrops. I like that one a lot. Yeah, John loves that one too. Yeah. So, again, let us know. As we move on, there is some uh, potential Metallica news saying Metallica is going to try to have more like group songwriting for their next album, which means we already knew that Metallica was working on new material. They've already been very open about that. And they're trying to plan things for 2021 since all their 2020 stuff got canceled. And they were planning big things for 2020, not just the U.S. festival appearances, but they had a lot of big plans. However, um, their latest album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, in 2016, all the music except for one song was written by James and Lars, mainly because, for people that don't know, Kirk Hammett had his cell phone with all his self, like his riff ideas, his writing, his guitar recordings. The cell phone was lost. Literally hours and hours of work and creative writing and guitar play, gone. And he had nothing to contribute to the new album. Talk about a bummer, I know. So this out the latest last album had really nothing from Kirk, and he said it was a bitter pill to swallow, but he understood. And they're saying Metallica, especially from James, they're saying this album is going to try to be more of a collaborative group effort um, from James, from Rob, everything like that. So I'm very curious how all that's going to go because Metallica. S&M 2 that just came out not too long ago, it wasn't bad, but I got to admit, I did kind of underwhelm me compared to number one, the original from mm-hmm. 2000. And again, it's not bad, but at the same time, I want to hear where Metallica goes from here. What's going to be next? Because Hardwired to Self-Destruct, I thought was fine. I remember reviewing it back in 2016. I gave it a 7 out of 10. The Spit Out the Bone is worth the album price alone, how good that song is. But Metallica has other plans. From what I understand, James is doing much better. Um, they can have they can start planning things for the future for 2021. They already are going to be in the lineup for Aftershock 2021, which the full lineup was announced for those who did miss it. Since we didn't get talk about anything last oh, yeah. week, we didn't really get to talk about the actual festival lineup for Welcome to Rockville, which I will share just in a second as soon as I pull this up. Um, Gritch and I went to Aftershock 2019. We were going to go in 2020, which would have been last weekend or two weekends ago, whatever it was, in October. And it would have been the same lineup or virtually the same, same headliners with Metallica and My Chemical Romance. They added a fourth day in 2021. So they're going to make this a big festival experience in Sacramento, California for rock and metal. And that is appropriate. It's not just uh, mainstream rock bands. There is some unique stuff coming at Aftershock 2021. This is the one that people travel for in the dustiest park in America at in Sacramento. It's a beautiful park, but man, oh man, bring five masks. See, Sacramento was doing the mask wearing thing long before the pandemic. And it's because of this park. So... That's just, mm-hmm. yeah, so as I pull this up, blow it up, pull it over here. I want to put it on screen so everyone can see. Got to blow this up a little bit. Gretchen and I were talking about it. I'll give my thoughts after I show everyone on the YouTube channel. And for those who are listening on the podcast stream, I'll try to read off some of them. You can find them. Just Google Aftershock 2021, and that'll put it up as well. It's also on GetRock.net in case you're interested. Display 3. So, for everyone listening, and I have to turn to the side just a touch so I can show it from my monitor, you'll see in a second it pop up on the window. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three days with a fourth night added Thursday, the pre-show. Now, here's the thing. 
In fact, let me do this because I'm afraid I'm going to spoil the big old surprise. You know what? I already showed it on screen. I'm not going to worry about that. Let me Ugh. know. Yeah, I already, I already did. I already did. doesn't matter. I already so, spoiled it. Thursday night was added, and here's Ugh. the deal. Gretchen said the same thing to me that many other people joked about. <clears throat> Thursday night would be a heavy, fantastic night, except mm -hmm. for that headliner, and boy, oh boy, it's going to get weird. Now, I'm not saying sense. Limp Bizkit doesn't have an audience and fan base. They absolutely do, especially at Aftershock in California, especially with the Monster Chuggers, especially with the drunk frat boys that were frat boys in the year 2000 wanting to relive the glory days. Here's the thing. Limp Bizkit closes out the night after Parkway Drive... Hate breed, testament, and exodus. You were going from very heavy thrash metal, hardcore, more thrash metal. Then you have Parkway Drive, who are known for giving an amazing live show. No word yet if they're going to have their full production. If this is going to be the full production tour makeup that they're going to have this year. If that's the case, it's going to be Pyro Galore. And then mm -hmm. you're going to have Fred Durst trying to hop people up. And what I mean by that is literally telling people to hop up and down. Everybody jump up like the Wiggles while I try to write Roland again. Oh. That's literally the show. The Wiggles. And you could watch footage of this online from festivals in 2018 and stuff. It's Olympus has an audience and a fan base, but man, oh man. Um, how do I put this politely? There's two, this is the polite response. I do feel a lot of fans that go that Thursday night, because if Aftershock sold out, if you have the weekend pass already, you get that fourth night for free no matter what. I see a lot of fans going home after Parkway Drive. Because, that would be me. Yeah, I would too, because the parking situation after Aftershock, that park is a bit rough. You have to walk a ways just to get to Lyft or Uber. There's no parking at the park. So, yeah, you would want to beat that rush. And the best line was on one of the Facebook comments on Aftershock's um, post. Wait a minute. So Limp Biscuit gets the first day where there's the least amount of dust. That's not fair. And I had a good laugh at that because I agree that is definitely not fair. However, the other three nights is where everything fills out. Now, as I go through some of the bands, Friday Night headlined by Metallica, featuring Rancid, Volbeat, Seether, Liv, Skillet, Suicidal Tendencies, Avatar, Pop Evil, Butcher Babies, Death Rocks, Aaron Jones, Crobot, and more, will be on Friday night. Saturday Night, headlined by My Chemical Romance. That My Chemical Romance tour is planned to be in 2021 to make up for the 2020 cancellations, and this was one of the tours anyway, along with Riot Fest. In Chicago. So, My Chemical Romance headlining. Featuring on Saturday night, The Offspring, Machine Gun Kelly, the whole pop punk, and probably some hip-hop also. Gojira, a reunion performance. There are some guesses on what that is. I'll get to my guess in a second. Anthrax, Kill Switch Engage, Asking Alexandria, Body Count, Bad Flower, Thursday, L7, Atreyu, Bones UK, South of Eden, and more. Sunday night, the final night, featuring the second round of Metallica, a completely different set. Be, uh, following, or er, also playing on Sunday night, Social Distortion, Rise Against, Mastodon, Pennywise, The Pretty Reckless, Black Veil Brides, Steel Panther, Yellow Wolf, Grandson from Ashes to New, Alien Lep Weaponry, Law, The Blue Stones, Creeper, and more. 
So, I Gretchen and I have already shared our thoughts with each other. Gretchen, would you like to give me to give my thoughts first, or would you like to go first? I'll leave, I'll give you that option. I can go first. I'm sorry, I cut out. Do you want me to go first, or would you like to go first? Oh, I said you can go first. Okay, I will go first. I think the lineup is fine. I'd, I'm not over the moon about it. Like, over the moon is just a phrase that I keep saying now when I talk about this specifically. <laughs> I've seen people love it. I've seen people despise it. I don't think this is bad at all. I admit I don't love it. It's not my favorite. It's not even my favorite Aftershock lineup. But I would go to this. I would travel to this. Mm -hmm. I've never shot Metallica live. That is still a bucket list goal for me. My Chemical Romance is going to be there. I never thought I'd even be able to see My Chemical Romance live, let alone shoot them. Of course, I would go for that. And for everyone who's not aware, I'm a concert photographer and festival photographer. So when I say shoot them, I mean with the camera. Pew, pew. Yes. Um, I do. There's many bands each day that I would go see. There's many bands I would skip each day. Mm -hmm. I do have to say some interesting things. There has been an obsession, and this was planned for last year, for this year also in 2020. In 2021, there is an obsession on this lineup for bringing back 90s bands from the punk scene. I mean, big time. Rancid, Live, and then they have Social Distortion, you know? I mean, they're bringing some very interesting names, higher tiered, and I'm not sure why. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing either. The Offspring, the Offspring are a big name. They put out a great live show. I do see some of the argument, though, that people are saying they're not giving newer bands a chance for higher spots. If they're bringing back Social Distortion, Live, they're going to let Seether play that high up. And I get Seether's a big band. I at least get that. Rancid, mm -hmm. though, that's... And I get it's California. It's NorCal. That's a bigger vibe for that. I don't know. I just think that's interesting. Not bad, just interesting. Mm -hmm. Again, there are bands that I will absolutely love to see. There's bands that I think is very interesting. I do think what is odd is that My Chemical Romance headlines on Saturday, and they have some of the heaviest bands on Saturday opening for them. Right. Gojira, Killswitch Engage, Anthrax. They're not having one of the big four in Anthrax open for, Met like, play with Metallica on either of those days. That's weird. Body Count. You're having Ice-T's metal band open for My Chemical Romance. Not to say that that's bad. I'm sure they're totally down for it, but it is a little bit w different. So, and then we go to Sunday, Mastodon. Gretchen knows I'm a huge Mastodon fan. Um, you have other, the, the Pretty Reckless, Gretchen and I are both big fans. We'll be happy to see them. Um, so there's good, there's bad on each day. There's definite bands like Avatar we'll both be trying, we'll hopefully both be in the photo pit for if we can get Gretchen approved and shooting for a website as well by then. There are bands that we'll both be probably checking out concessions and merch for, you know, yeah, and not someone just saying, no one mentioned Knocked Loose. Yeah, Knocked Loose is going to be on that Thursday night opening for Limp Bizkit. Though Knocked Loose played it after Shock two years ago. Yeah. So it's not to say they're not new to the situation. Kill Switch, Social Distortion. Social Distortion is great. I just do think it's interesting. They're getting that high. Second build under Metallica. I don't know. I just think that's... Whether you think that's appropriate, whether you think that's odd, whether you think that's not right, that's your own thoughts. However, that's the lineup we're looking at right now. For Aftershock 2021, again in Sacramento, California, they will have more tickets open if you're interested. 
as long as you don't have breathing issues, it's good fun to go to. So take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Gretchen, what are your thoughts before we I go into some other things about this? Um, well, my main thought is the one that I told you about for Thursday. They did Parkway Drive dirty. <laughs> that was I wanted you to say that line specifically. <laughs> they they really did Parkway Drive dirty. Guys, I, I hope everyone understands. Gretchen sent me the message. How are they going to do Parkway Drive dirty like that? <laughs> And I had to look it up because like, oh, yeah, because like she saw that like 30 seconds before I did, before I even Mm -hmm. had to take it in. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, that's probably the most upset that I am with this. That's kind of a bummer because they would be perfect to be the final band or at least on the top line on Sunday with Rise Against Mm -hmm. and Mastodon. Mm -hmm. That would be perfect. Yeah. Or also Testament and Exodus, those are heavy thrash bands from the 80s up till today. They would be perfect to play at the same day, Friday or Sunday, with Metallica. Mm-hmm. But no, they put them with Limp Biscuit. Yeah, and I get it. Schedules are a huge factor. Maybe oh, yeah. and, Exodus and, there's... and Parkway, that's just the only day they could do. Yeah, then, and that's a perfectly logical reason, but also... If that's not the case, someone just said, someone in the chat just said Testament and Exodus fans would just stay to laugh Limp Bizkit off the stage. Okay. That's a good thought. They would be too drunk by that time of the night on the hard, <laughs> heavy beers and loggers at that park. Exodus and Testament fans, yes, I do know what I'm talking about. They would be too gone to really start laughing at all the Limp Bizkit fanboys out there. So. Not saying Limp Bizkit won't put on a good show for their fans. That's not what I'm saying at all. I know they have a huge audience. Mm-hmm. I'm sure their fans will have a good time. Hopefully, I don't know. I going back to uh, the last Rock Allegiance in 2018. Rock Allegiance was one of my favorite festivals before they moved it to North New Jersey, out of Philadelphia. And I think the last Rock Allegiance was so unevent, like unfortunate that they had to kill it off for a while. That was the year that Avenged Sevenfold had to cancel all their tours. Avenged Sevenfold was going to close out that one one day festival in North Jersey. Um, uh, M Shadows, his voice was shot again, so he had to cancel. He canceled that year for Louder Than Life too. As where Louder Than Life got Alice in Chains to take their spot at that big festival, which is very fair. Good replacement works. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock Allegiance just said, you know what? Let's just have Limp Bizkit close out instead. We won't get someone to refill him, replace him. <laughs> It was as awkward as you think it was. And then on that same show, Insane Clown Posse was performing. And during Limp Bizkit's set, Insane Clown Posse, one of the clowns tried to come up and dropkick Fred Durst. Show stops. Fred Durst points and laughs at the clown. It's just a big stupid mess and looks everyone look bad. And the festival looked bad. Yeah. It, it, man, oh man. It, it, so that was just a bummer. So that's the last vivid memory newsworthy thing i remember of limp biscuit so hopefully that doesn't happen they you keep hearing rumors um that limp biscuit is still working on new music i don't know if that's true or not and also someone says rock allegiance quit because mmrbq is so much better they're totally different time periods of the year in philly mmrbq is the local radio station festival mm-hmm. rock allegiance is run or was run by dwp if they do decide to bring it back and when it was in Philly, 
Rock League just was a one or two day festival at the actual soccer stadium for Major League Soccer. Yeah, I would put that over MMRBQ. And I like MMRBQ too. They do a good job. That's usually the same weekend as Sonic Temple and Rock on the Range. So, either <laughs> neither here nor there, nor there though. Let me know what you think of the Aftershock 2021 lineup. Again, I think it's worth going to by far. I get why people would not. And the one final thing we'll go on before we st- I go back to the main graphic. Um, that question mark, question mark, question, question, question mark reunion on the second day. There's a lot of speculation on what that's going to be. Keep in mind, it's two question marks followed by three question marks. That is very <laughs> specific and detailed. And DWP has done that before. The last yeah, they did that last year. With the who. They? Yep, with the yeah. who. Exact same formatting, too. Three question marks followed by two. This time yep. it's reversed, and they're saying this is a reunion. And there's a lot of guesses. Oh, um, there? Yeah, there's a lot of guesses out there. My guess, I don't know, not so much a reunion, but a return would be ZZ Top. Oh, because they were supposed to play at, at DWP festivals in the past, too. So they're very familiar with working with each other. Oh, Interesting. So take that for what it's worth. No, it will not be attack attack. I said that. Not on my list. Yeah, it's probably not going to be. I get why people might want that, but it's not. So as we go back to the main graphic. So let us know your thoughts in the comments. Let us know online too. You can find the full lineup on after at Aftershock on Twitter, Aftershock Festival on Instagram, things like that. As we move on to other news, um, there has been some more news about upcoming songs, upcoming albums, upcoming EPs from different bands. The one that I wanted to talk about is Rob Zombie, who I mentioned earlier, had announced his new album coming out in the beginning of 2021. The new album title from Rob Zombie, The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. With the new single that's available now, The Triumph of King Freak. Gretchen... I will buy you any vinyl you want if you could repeat word for word what I just said. Nope. Oh, bummer. You tried. No, you didn't even try. You just said nope. Never mind. <laughs> you tried. Never mind. No, you didn't even try. Rob Zombie's <laughs> albums. The last album that Rob Zombie released, The Electric War God, uh, Warlock Acid, which uh, I can't even remember off the top of my head. Lame. I used to have it down really well. Very long titles. Over the top. And then this one follows suits. The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. And that will be coming out in the beginning of 2021. Don't know if Rob Zombie will have anything to do with 2021 festivals for DWP. He was a part of Welcome to Rockville 2019, excuse me, last year. Always, always puts on a great show. That's what he's known for, Ralph. Really just being a live spectacle. So we'll find out from there what that's going to be. The new song, The Triumph of King Freak, is available now. You can hear it on GetRock.net. It's on YouTube, Spotify. My opinion, it's okay. It's not not anything special. I don't know. That's really it. That's really the best thing I could say. It sounds very gritty and like heavy and fuzzy. I don't know. It's not the catchiest, hookiest thing he's done. That's just me. And this is coming from a Rob Zombie fan. I have a picture, one of the photos I took of Rob Zombie in my house. So I don't know. That's just me, though. So you can check that out. 
pre-order info for the new album is also online on GetRock.net and on every other website. If you just go to RobZombie.com, you can probably find that out for vinyl specials and other things. Rob Zombie always has crazy collection specials for that type of stuff. I'm confident he'll have some crazy tour lined up for 2021 because he's a guy that likes to live on the road too. So he'll probably have something bonkers for 2021 because he's probably going stir crazy right now. Again, though, proof that these artists are making albums. We all have this new stuff coming again. So Rob Zombie, another big artist with his new stuff coming 2021. As we move on, another band, Alter Bridge, released a new song, Last Rites, off their upcoming EP. They decided to make an entire EP while in quarantine, just calling it Walk the Sky 2.0. After their album came out last year, Walk the Sky, we have nothing else to do right now. We wanted to perform in Europe because that's where we get the big following. Alter Bridge has a big fan base in the U.S. They have gold-selling albums and stuff. They are massive in Europe and U.K. Massive. So <laughs> if they can't play there, let's just make an EP. And the new song Last Rites is available right now. So that's something for all you Alter Bridge fans and your former Creed fans. So check that out if you're interested. As we move on, we will go through the mainstream rock top three songs of the week. This is also one of the sound bites I need to have. Uh, like a friend of mine makes sound bites where I just push a button and it goes, Billboard Mainstream, Rock Top 3, or just get something weird and creative with a guitar sting. As we look into this, coming in at number three is ACDC Shot in the Dark, which has been holding the number three spot for three weeks now. Oddly enough, lots of threes. Huh. At number two is Seether's Dangerous, which has finally been dethroned. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Seether's Dangerous has been on the chart for 18 weeks. It was just this week, or this past week, I should say, dethroned by a new number one. And the new number one song, Mainstream Rock. The new number one Mainstream Rock song, wow, that was a bad fumble of my words, is Black Eyes Blue by Corey Taylor, off of Corey's first solo album, CMFT. So that's another number one song for Corey Taylor. Corey what? Taylor just keeps making number one all over the place. <laughs> I'm going to wait for that joke to settle in. Was, well, yeah, okay, was... I'm proud of that. So, mm. like yeah. I said before, if you're a Stone Sour fan, you'll like Black Eyes Blue. He just keeps making number one all over the place. Oh my God, you can't keep repeating it. All Loses its over luster. the place, all the time. No. Nope, the luster is gone now. You've just dug it into the ground. He just can't hold it in. He just has to make number one every chance he gets. You just stomped on his number one. Ew. Just keep digging it in. Gretchen, that's too far. You made it weird. Um, <laughs> you made it weird by continuing to repeat it. Gretchen, I was doing okay, but you crossed the line. <laughs> Yeah, that was crossing the line. Okay. I'm sorry, Gretchen. You did not cross the line. I'm aware I'm a five-year-old. Well, yeah, we, we've been done knew that. I'm glad that Corey Taylor has another number one song. I don't see it being number one for that long because so many other songs are moving quickly up the charts. And there's a lot of up and down, back and forth right now. Um, every time I die, every time I die, by the way, is another band who made an announcement this past week that has joined the side of, we are not releasing our new album that we finished until we can tour, which won't be until 2021. So if you're a fan of every time I die, you're going to be waiting, unfortunately. And I, again, I said it a couple weeks ago when that big argument was there. Anthrax is on that side of the fence. Weezer is the pretty reckless is. 
they're saying we can't, <coughs> excuse me, we can't make the most money and sell the most copies of our album if we're not touring to promote it at the same time. So it's better to hold off until spring, summer, when we know we can get on the road and start promoting it. I get mm-hmm. that. And there are other artists who are saying, we're stuck at home. We can't make any money. We have the time to make something new and creative. Why not use this time and put out a new album or try something different? Mm-hmm. Fair. So, you know what? I think there's arguments to both sides. Um, I mean, that's what some people do. Like Alter Bridge, we just talked about. This was all new music for this EP that was made in the pandemic. Marilyn Manson's most recent album was made entirely under lockdown, like in the pandemic. Hmm. Like he was remote studio recording and working with producers remote and stuff like that to produce that one. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I I think that's the most interesting thing Marilyn Manson's done in a long time, to be honest. I didn't even really love the album that much either, but it was definitely interesting. Well, the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. they're capable of doing that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, Marilyn Manson had his own studio. He wasn't even at home. Like, it was, like, a different studio than his own. But at the same time, mm-hmm. he, they were able to work together for stuff like that. And that's what all the a lot of other musicians are doing. Um, I know a lot of people, like, just, like, recording their guitar tracks and then sending them online to a producer or to another mm-hmm. studio or to someone else, and they're all just compiling it together. They can totally do that. And then... I know some bands are actually just practicing together over Zoom and over Discord and Skype. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? Make I know the- Shinebound was doing that for a little bit mm-hmm. um, before Smith & Myers like, started doing their thing. Right. Um, so I know, it's pretty cool. I know you've been following um, the Smith & Myers, like their albums that just came out and the whole drive-in tour. Hopefully that's mm-hmm. still going well. Yeah, they just announced new dates today or oh, yesterday. There you go. Or like that, that means it's doing good. I know nowhere near me. Nowhere near you, unfortunately, oh, but no. you'll get to see Shine Down in full soon enough. Twenty twenty two. Well, depends on the vaccine. No, yeah, true. So it depends on tomorrow who's the president after tomorrow, or after oh, who's going to be who's going to be president <laughs> after in, July, in January first. You know what I mean. So. Um. Um, that being said, there's a lot of stuff coming up. I know there's a lot of new music and other things coming up as well. I am making a new video that's going to be a bit of a Hail Mary. I've already recorded everything. It should be up for Patreon on Wednesday. Ten artists who were born in the wrong generation, in the wrong decade. Ten artists that could have succeeded in past decades is a better way to say it, too. Mm-hmm. Think bands like Ghost in the 70s. They totally would have killed it in the 70s. Absolutely. Hailstorm in the early 80s. Back in the time of like Joan Jett, Van Halen, Def Leppard. Hailstorm mm-hmm. goes in with a guitarist like Lizzie Hale who knows how to play and sing. It's a no frills, no backtrack style band that are very talented musicians. They would have killed it in the early 80s. Especially since that was the birth of the true birth of that attitude of sex, drugs, rock and roll. That mm-hmm. lifestyle of rock in the early 80s with Van Halen and Def Leppard and stuff. Hailstorm would have fit right in with their music. Oh, absolutely. So then you have the 90s, you know, things like that. Spanish love songs. Um, they would have fit right in with the grunge sound, even though they're not a grunge band. Their writing and their music totally would have fit in. So it's going to be a video about that type of stuff. So do you know of any other bands off the top of your head that would work with that too that I haven't told you about already? Oh, gosh. 
Uh, I mean, I'd have to think about it. I can't think of anything like that's totally fine. I have put yeah. you on the spot a little bit. To be honest, I actually had a coughing fit, but I just wanted to get your opinion on that too. So, oh, oh thanks. No problem. Like that. No, I wasn't throwing you on the bus. I was giving you the microphone and saying, "What do you think?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So. That expect that on Wednesday for Patreon, and then a few days after that on public for everyone else. Hopefully, yeah, Deftones in the new wave scene, yeah, that would have been great. But the thing is, they formed in the '80s, so that's a little bit of a different one. Wolf Mother in the '70s, that's a great suggestion. That totally would have worked. So, so yeah, but like Deftones, yeah, that would have worked if they were bigger in the '80s, but they formed in like '89 or whenever it was. So it's a little bit different for that. But I do get what you're saying. But you're you're definitely thinking in the right. Um, mind frame for what this is. Dinosaur pile up in the 90s. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you guys are definitely on the right time frame of what this video is going to be about. There's going to be some surprises. And I will say this, the last entry on the thing is going to be controversial. Like nine artists I think are great. One artist I think is okay at best. Not even that good. But I defend mm-hmm. it and I can make the argument for it. It'll be the last entry on the list too. I won't spoil it or anything. Mm-hmm. So... Other than that, I will be doing a discography tier list in the next few weeks. Another one of those. I'll announce the guest and the band next week after everything's settled and we record the video. And also, this is the bit of, I'll say this much right now. And this is where it becomes very nervous as I put this out into the ether. But I've already hinging this on this and I've already told friends anyway. I've already told Gretchen if certain events play out tomorrow, then I will do a regretting the past in November. <laughs> so, and to spell that out a little bit better, depending on who wins the election in the United States tomorrow, I will do a new regretting the past video in November this month. <laughs> so, Gretchen already knows. I do. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Rock Coliseum guys already know. This will be a group. This I'll have to pull in some uh, favors to have people join in on the um, fun. I don't know if it's fun. It's not fun for me because I have to listen to that whole album. But I'll just say that it's all going to depend on tomorrow. It's going to be fun for the rest of us. If. Oh yeah. It is. Hin- it hinges. Hey. We like again. Do not think that Gretchen and I are saying one way or another, taking anything or granted, expecting something to happen tomorrow. Oh yeah. We're, Gretchen and I will probably be on Discord tomorrow, talking with each other. I'll be on the chat with the Rock Coliseum guys in our private chat. I'll be talking with other friends, Anna and Elisa up in the north. Gretchen knows them because we were talking in 2016 election too, like that. I'll be talking with other people, Dom, you name it, just watching the election results come in. It's going to be wild and everyone's going to be up and no one's going to want to work on Wednesday morning. I get it. I totally get it. But just like Trent Reznor said, we're in this together. So here's hoping that we all figure this out. Here's hoping we have things to look forward to. And here's hoping that we can put this all behind us come Wednesday morning. We'll have some clarity some direction of what's going to happen because there's a whole lot 
of unknown dread right now that's been laying on us for quite some time, not just because of the political situation in the United States, but you add the pandemic, you add the Black Lives Matter movement, which is very important. All of these Mm -hmm. things happening in the space of roughly eight months for the United States. The UK just started their second full lockdown. Part big cities in Canada are starting their second lockdown as well, like Toronto and other places. US is not far behind because you have so many governors, like my governor in Missouri, I'm in St. Louis. He said he would rather get sick than have to do another full stay-at-home order. Meanwhile, three weeks ago, he and his wife did get COVID. And he hasn't said a peep after that. So, yeah, think about that. We'll find out tomorrow what's going on. So Maybe. (laughs) We'll have a better idea what's going on tomorrow. I think that's a very fair statement. I'm not saying a, a definite closure. I'm saying we'll have a better idea of what to expect after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. I'll be online. Yeah. Everyone will be pretty much. I can't imagine. Tomorrow's the one day that we're probably not going to be, you know what? I just want to shut off, just completely tone out of social media and turn the TV off. No, I think tomorrow's the one day where everyone's going to be logged in because we have to be. Yup. So, and I think that's right. I was thinking about this earlier. Tomorrow is... It really does feel like this one day, this, let me rephrase, tomorrow could be one of the most important days in American history, one way or another, in our generation, especially. Mm -hmm. Really think about that, too. Like, tomorrow, there's going to be photographs taken that'll be used in textbooks and pictures online for decades. Tomorrow is where all the news reports are going to source, you know? So tomorrow's a big day in the U.S. And I know there's a lot of support coming in from outside the U.S., from U.K., Canada, Australia, everywhere. We appreciate that, too. We know hearing our problems is not the most pleasant. And you kept, you've kept hearing them for quite a while. So hopefully yeah. we have a little bit more closure and a little bit more direction and focus after tomorrow night. It might be 11.59 at tomorrow night, but it'll be tomorrow night. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I know this last five minutes or so has not been very music central, but that's why we had to do this today, because we knew nobody was going to be listening tomorrow if we did a live stream. Yeah. So we wanted to get this out of the way now and just make sure everything was taken care of. Gretchen will help. Excuse me. Gretchen will have a new video tomorrow. Also, she posts on Tuesdays and Fridays. What video do you have tomorrow, Gretchen? Uh, It's just a monthly favorites one. So you're doing your monthly favorites, things that she's a big fan of. Mm -hmm. So you can check that out on her channel, Go Gretchen, on YouTube, G-E-A-U-X. Thank you guys for tuning in. Let me know how you guys are doing, what news music you're listening to. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you can drop comments. If you're listening to this on the podcast forums, thank you again. Hopefully you guys are doing okay out there. Please let me know if there's anything you want me to cover. It, the easiest way for me to see something is probably on Twitter. Just at me on Twitter. Just at a regular tweet. It's easier for me to see those sometimes because I get better notifications than Facebook messages and Instagram messages and Patreon messages and things like that. So thank you guys again. 
I would normally turn the time over to Gretchen. She would tell you to wash your hands and wear a mask. I would say, please vote. I think you've all heard that enough. And wash your hands. I said, yeah, wash your hands and wear a mask. I would say vote and wash your hands. So hopefully you all get some good sleep tonight. Tomorrow's a big day, especially for those who have to vote tomorrow. If you don't have early voting, that's a lot of states in the U.S. Hopefully you can get there early. Hopefully you all are doing well. We'll find out tomorrow what the big day is, what the messages are, and what the end results are. Hopefully we'll have better direction and we'll have know what we're going for 2021 after November 3rd, 2020. Thank you guys very much for tuning in on this special day. A day early for the podcast. We really do appreciate it. And thank you all again for subscribing. Please subscribe to the main channel. It helps a ton, especially since my channel's getting de-pushed again. Thank you, and thanks, Gretchen, for coming in early also. Of course. Have a good night, everyone. Bye!